We are fans of the television show Numbers. The show is about an FBI agent who recruits his younger brother, mathematical genius, to help him solve crimes for the FBI. Uh, a beautiful mind meets CSI. Take me back to school, Professor. All right, Charlie, what about using more math? This is our podcast. That is some really cool math, Charlie. Thank you. I'm glad somebody noticed. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the seventh episode of the JLG Numbers podcast. My name is Jesse, and this is my co-host. Hello, I'm Becky. And today, we're going to go over the number season finale, which was called the Janus List. And this particular season finale actually took in the highest numbers, the highest ratings, numbers, <laughs> okay. Anyway, it took in the highest ratings on its night, which is pretty impressive, and it's really good, especially since it's on a Friday night, and I was really excited to hear that, so... Um, today we're just going to go over that episode and give you a few thoughts on that. I would just like to make mention to you that we do have a new email address. It's going to be JLG, uh, sorry, excuse me. It's going to be JLG Numbers Podcast at gmail.com. The numbers, of course, instead of an ERS, is going to be a 3RS because that's how the show does it. So that's our new email address. And um, if I say later in the episode it's JLG Podcasting, you can email me there still because I'm still going to have that for everything else. But. Uh, this is going to be particular to that podcast in this way that Becky and I know exactly what you're talking about. And just go on ahead in and try try to send in some uh, feedback, which would be really sweet. All right. Okay, here is the synopsis for the season finale. I did not know that about the season finale. I didn't know that it was one of the highest rated shows on Friday night. That's cool. Yeah, it rated higher than all the other ones, so I was really oh, excited. Wow. That's cool. Well, it was one of my favorites of everything. Um, this episode was the Janus List, and uh, it starts out um, with David driving into work, and traffic has slowed down, and keeps showing this guy with some cell phone, and he's all agitated because he's late to work, and all of a sudden, this truck blows up. And so, of course, David talks to the guy and says, what do you want? And uh, next scene, we see uh, Don and Charlie coming into this trailer, because apparently he asked specifically for Don and Charlie. And um, so he starts asking Charlie a whole bunch of questions. And while they're talking, Colby and David decide to go out to check all the bombs, because apparently there's bombs on this bridge. Right, and that was Colby's idea. That was Colby's idea. idea. And so they bring out these really, really cool, um, they're like grappling hooks with this what electronic winch on them so they like shoot them up almost like batman it was so cool and i hit the button and whoop, just went up and checked check yeah the, uh, the uh that was some the good yeah because they were they're the, the type of bomb, the type of bombs they were um were the kind that when he called f from s the cell phone they had another cell phone attached to it it would make the bomb go off so the the idea being yeah. that if they found out what type of service it was, they could have all those cell towers, you know, turned off so that he couldn't blow up any others. Um, so anyway, so he he uh, one of the questions he asks is um, the wheat chessboard problem, which is uh, an inventor offers his invention the the chessboard for like one grain of wheat for the first square and two for the second square and four for the third kind of doubling and uh, of course Charlie gets it right but of course the guy says wrong and blows up another section of the bridge and uh, 
Uh, weren't you just excited that Charlie knew that off the top of his head? <laughs> oh, no, head, he, he, like... he did a little bit of calculating, but it would take me longer than five seconds yeah. to calculate that one. <laughs> yeah, He's pretty like, much. I would need a calculator. Boom, boom, boom. He just had a piece of paper and a pen, and zoop, this is the, this is the answer. Um, yeah, I couldn't even read numbers that I big. I know, though. me neither. I, I, w- I wouldn't remember. <laughs> Over a million, I wouldn't know what the, I wouldn't remember what the names were. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, I don't it's amazing. know. But, uh, anyway, so he asked them a bunch of questions, and I can't remember what all the questions are at the moment, but, uh, uh, one of, there was a lot lot of them, them. and one of them, um, he gets, does he get it wrong? Anyway, so he, he decides Uh, to blow up the bridge, but of course they've turned the cell towers off, so it doesn't work. Right. And so he starts running away, yelling something about a Janus list. It, you know, if you find the Janus list, trust it. And uh, yeah. so he grabs one of the bombs off of the, uh, the what are they called? The rafters of the bridge. Just I don't know. The yeah, supports. the supports. Just as somebody shoots at him, and the bomb goes off. And uh, that's the end of that one. And then the next scene is in the hospital. And, uh, this guy is burned pretty badly. And, uh, you find out that... I was pretty... Hmm? Oh, sorry. I was pretty surprised that he wasn't, like, dead. Yeah, me too. Because he had that thing in his hand, didn't he? I mean, that I was... Know. Or he was, like, right there. Yeah, must not have been a... The only thing I could think of is that he didn't actually mean to harm the structure of the bridge. And so it wasn't right. that as powerful as we might have thought it was. But it was powerful enough to blow yeah. up the truck next to him, so yeah. that was real, well, really odd. Go. I don't know. I'd have to watch it again to figure that one out exactly. But uh, yeah. anyway, they find out that this guy's name is Taylor Ashby, and he's a spy. Well, he was a spy for the British a long time ago, and for the U.S. And then when he retired, um, or made redundant by the by the British, um, he started working for this company, uh, just basically doing data analysis and stuff like that. Um, and they find out from the guy, and I never did catch the the corporate guy's name. I didn't either. The actually. British corporate guy. I don't think they ever call him by his name. I don't but, think so. I wasn't exactly as li- listening for it there yeah. either. Uh, he'd been on um, several other things I've seen. I was like, hey, I recognize him. Anyway, um, so they find out from <laughs> him that the Janus list is a list of double agents. And uh, he, of course, absolutely emphatic. It doesn't exist. It never did exist. This guy's, you know, kind of dotty and crazy. And... Uh, so they say thank you for your help and leave. And uh, the next scene is while they're sh- they're uh, checking, they're searching his apartment, and they find, hold on a second, they find bugs. They find like lots and lots of bugs. Like, uh, sorry about that. They find like six of them, and uh, only four of them are identifiable. Like one of them is from the United States, right. and another one is from Israel, and. Another one is from Russia, and they're trying to figure out where the rest of them have come from, and nobody, of course, is going to claim them. 
And, uh, of course, the State Department probably knows, but they're not going to tell them. And, uh, All right. So, uh, the next scene, Charlie is standing at the glass partition um, of the room where this guy is in. And he starts talking to him. And uh, he says, I know you're trying to tell us something. I just can't figure out what it is. And all of a sudden, this guy, like, flatlines. And the machines, the heart monitors go crazy. And uh, Charlie's, like, watching all the machines go. And he realizes that the oxygen saturation monitor is actually going through a series of numbers. It's a regular series of numbers over and over and over again. And he realizes that this guy is trying to talk to him and to give him a code. So he writes all these numbers down. He just on, on the, the window, window though. which actually, you know, they, they the reason they had that pen handy is because that's what the doctors do when they're diagnosing. Yeah. But uh, it was really kind of uh, funny that he just grabs a pen and Don's like, "What are you doing? You're gonna get us in trouble." But yeah, he, he Don was worried about fines too. I yeah, that was, kind of that was kind of funny. But uh, he he writes it all out and figures out um um he puts together the the checkerboard or the chessboard um question and the numbers um because there's a a Russian checkerboard where you put put the numbers in the checkerboard in in an actual order and then each number on the checkerboard yeah. corresponds to a specific letter. So he sits there deciphering that for a minute, and uh, he figures out that it says, uh, Janice poisoned me. And so they end up running tests, and, and he was being poisoned. He was going to probably die within the next couple of weeks anyway. And he and knew he it, knew it. Too. <laughs> And so uh, it was really interesting. So next they're uh, listening to the info that is on the, that they have taken all the voiceovers off the, off the bugs. And uh, turns out that one of them has the voice of Dwayne. Dwayne, I think his last name was Carter. And this was the guy that was um, Colby's friend uh, from what Desert Storm. That he was he Afghanistan. he came up in that uh, episode with the Chinese girls that that uh, washed up on shore. Yeah, where Col- uh, Colby got in yeah, trouble then several months Don. ago. And so, uh, they eventually go to visit him, but, uh, before they do that, um, Charlie, of course, is trying to figure out all the, uh, what all the questions mean and all that kind of stuff, and he figures out that it's all actually a code, and when he worked it out, it turned into an email address, which led them to this reporter, Naomi something other and a parent huh right. oh sorry I was just gonna say did you notice that Don's getting quite more like he can pick up on these things more yeah though? I don't know because he's the one that picked up on like turning it into an email yeah. address yeah they had just a bunch he's of letters like... and he's the one who recognized it as the email address which yeah, yeah. working with his brother it... it seems to be actually rubbing off on him quite a bit actually too in other episodes that yeah. we've seen. Yeah, it's kind of interesting to watch those two work together anymore. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so they, let's see, here's this next. 
Uh, they go and see the reporter and talk to her and ask her to turn everything over. And, of course, she's not very happy about this and doesn't want to do that, but but she does. And uh, uh, then Charlie goes back back to the hospital to write everything down that's on the window before it's clean. And the security guard that's been stationed outside this guy's room is gone. And the nurse said, yeah, there was a, a uh, fight that broke out what the cafeteria or something, and they had to go take care of that. So Charlie goes to call down to the office to find out what's going on, and the line is dead. So he realizes, you know, this guy really has been poisoned by somebody, and the guy's coming back. So he does something totally out of character, and he grabs the nurse, and he grabs grabs this Ashby guy, and they take these underground tunnels to try to get rid of this guy and to, to hide. And of course, Charlie's just a little freaked out during this, but uh, reverts mm-hmm. to his uh, overtelling of facts, which totally annoys the nurse. But uh, they go into this room to hide from him because they can hear him following whoever the guy was that was supposed to supposed to um, kill Ashby. I think, and they go into yeah. this room and end up. Uh, he t- plays with the computer. It looks like an R- an MRI machine. I'm I not exactly sure. I've never been around an MRI machine, so I'm not exactly. I'm pretty sure that's what. But it I don't is. understand how the guy would get sucked in by him turning it on. But well, because the MRI machine is like a okay. magnet. Like that's why people with tattoos from jail. Like if you were to get an MRI, it would pull all the metals out of your body. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's just a gigantic magnet, so apparently he must have had some, like, I know his gun was probably metal, but he must have had, like, something else on him that would make him yeah. magnetic. so it kind of sucked him into the machine. Yeah, so that's, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Yeah, so, of course, he's all, he saves the day, which is actually not usually his role in this, and he realizes it, and afterwards, he totally freaks out. He's up there, you know, talking to Donna. Yeah. Oh, this is not what I usually do. I just don't get it. It was really yeah. kind of cool. And then they decide that this, these people are serious and the reporter might be in trouble. So they decide to take her into protective custody. And again, I believe her name is Naomi. And uh, yes. so they take her to this I think. beach house or lighthouse thing. Yeah, some yeah, safe, some house. safe house thing. Um, and then we see Dawn on the roof of, I'm not sure exactly what it is. I think it's the corporate building that they'd gone to talk to that other guy. Yeah, and it's that well, guy's he's building, that, I guess. The corporate guy that they talked to about Ashby in the first place was standing up there. And uh, he punches him out and accuses him of trying to kill Charlie. And he says, well, it wasn't me, but if it was, you know... It was important that he, if he does have a Janus list, it's important that he doesn't spread it. Be better for all of us, and he takes off in a helicopter. Um, Just a quick yeah. thing about that, though, is he had said, like, if some of these people were found out, like, an entire structure of, like, I don't know what he said, an entire structure would crumble. And I thought that was kind of interesting, like, secret intelligence would crumble all around if this list was exposed. Yeah. And so you kind of have to wonder what's going to happen because the list has been exposed, you know, so the next season, I know there's a lot going on already next season, but, you know, how are they going to address that? Because they said, you know, something big's going to happen if this 
is yeah. found out. Well, I think something big has already happened, but we haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> yeah, well. We'll get there in a minute. <laughs> okay, cool. And then in the next next scene um, is in the in the beach house with with Megan and Colby and the reporter, and the reporter is whining about being inconvenienced. And uh, she basically accuses Megan of not believing that the Constitution applies to reporters. And Megan, in a totally uncharacteristic, I don't know, flash of anger, basically calls her stupid. <laughs> yeah, she flipped a lid, She totally man. lost it. Megan was... And not that this woman didn't deserve it, but... That's totally right. usually not how she handles those kind of things. She usually keeps her cool a lot no. better. Right. She's so level-headed, But usually. during this whole episode, she's kind of a little agitated. And, uh, she's a little yeah. off-base. Yeah, and, you know, after her little tirade, she goes out on the porch, and Colby goes out there and asks her if she's okay. And she looks at him and basically lets him know that she suspects that something is up with him. Which I find... Megan's been very... Yeah, Megan's been very suspicious already, though, too. I think a little earlier, she was like, you went out to look at the bombs? What were you guys yeah, thinking? Yeah, I think that was probably the first indication that she had there. Because, you know, she... And this was... Yeah, her eyebrows kind of went up when she found out that it was uh, Colby's idea. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so she... She doesn't accuse him of anything, but she basically says, you know, something's up with you. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to find out. And uh, I think that's where they leave it. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, the next few minutes are back and forth and back and forth. And it goes between, um, uh, the first little clip is Don and Charlie analyzing the positions of the bomb on the supports of the bridge. And Dawn realizes, this is something that Dawn realizes, is that when you look at it from down below, it's a, a G major scale. Which was also really, it's one of those really bizarre moments of, like, character yes, switching. Yes, absolutely. Personalities. It was a and little it, bizarre, but it, it was totally kind of interesting. It totally takes Charlie back. He's almost speechless. And yeah. A little, I would be too. A little uh, upset that his brother's upstaging him. But uh, then it flashes back to uh, uh, Dwayne because uh, uh, David's gone back to talk to uh, Carter who's in jail still and says okay I need to know exactly and at first he denies anything and then eventually he comes up with I provided four names for the Janus list and it does exist and, and uh, then it flips back to the beach house and the power goes out it's dark and uh the reporter says, I'm I'm going to go to bed if that's all right with you. I'm going to lock the door if that's not against protocol. And all sarcastic. And <laughs> then the lights go out. And uh, then it goes back to David. And David's calling um, Don because he's tried to call Kobe. And he can't get through because the landline is cut. And he can't get through to his cell phone. And then next they're back at the beach house. And it's all dark. And uh, shots start ringing out. And uh, they're actually fairly accurate. So Megan comes to the conclusion that they have night vision goggles. Yeah. And Colby very kindly offers to move the recorder so that she's out of the line of fire. And then Charlie... Okay, then they go back to Charlie. And Charlie is looking at the emails that the reporter has 
that the reporter has received from him and realizes that one of them is just really, really huge. It's only a few sentences long, and yet it holds a whole ton of data. So he goes through it and realizes that um, he's set up an extra voicemail account for her on her regular voicemail account with a different, a different passcode. So he gets into her voicemail and uses this other passcode. And there's Ashby's voice saying, Welcome to the Janus List. And so it shows them flashing back and forth between Don and David and Colby and Megan and Charlie and Amita um, as they read off the names on this list and they do, you know, Dwayne Carter. Of course, we expect that name. And then the next one, American Agent Colby. And of course, that's. That was, that that was, was a like, shocker. That's really. I didn't even see the first time I watched it. I had like no idea that was Me coming. Me neither. Colby was one of my favorite characters, and I was so totally rooting for I him. I know. I I can't believe like when I heard his name, that was the most shocking moment of all of numbers. I think. Yeah, yeah, that's something that I totally did not expect. Totally did not expect. Yeah. So, uh, so of course it. I'm, I'm guessing, because they all have their cell phones up, that they're all listening to this list at the same time. Because when they, cause when they get, in, get to the beach house, Don knows. Don looks for, Don looks for um, Colby and catches him, you know, with Naomi, and it looks like he's trying to take her somewhere. And uh, he accuses him of trying to kill her, as we know. <laughs> so, yeah. And, yeah, he totally, you know, after sticking his neck out for him before when he looked like he was guilty, I'm sure that Don is just mm-hmm. really upset at this point. And that interview was... I bet. That interview was not all that pleasant. And then... That was angry Don. What? That was major yes, angry major Don. angry Don. Major angry Don. That was huge. And then the very closing scene, of course, is back at uh, Charlie and their dad's house, and they're just drinking a last goodbye to Mr. Ashby because, of course, he did end up dying. And, uh, mm-hmm. and w- we still don't know why he singled out Charlie and Don. Uh, yeah, and we don't we have really our, know like... why it was them, except. No, we have, like, predictions. Except if but... he was that into the agents, you know, the, into being a double agent and all that mm-hmm. and, and producing this list, then he probably knew who he could trust and he knew that that uh, Don was one of the few that he could trust. And he knew about mm-hmm. Charlie. If he knew about Don, he knew about Charlie. And he knew that Charlie would be able to decipher the codes that he put out. Right. So... That's that's. Uh, Charlie doesn't seem to know yet, though, because Charlie keeps questioning. Yeah. <laughs> I think Don had put it together when he was reading the file. Um, this guy's file earlier in the show. Mm-hmm. I mean, Charlie, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Charlie's a mystery, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but then you also end, and I can't. I looked it up, and then I didn't remember what it was. Do you know what um, 
Mr. Epps, Alan Epps, was quoting at the very end of the episode. Oh, I can't remember. He said who he was quoting, too, but... Yeah, I, didn't I don't remember that. <laughs> but, as always, he ended the episode being very level-headed. Yep. Because Mr. Epps is always like that. Okay, so this next yep. segment that we're doing is something a little different we haven't really done before. And it's going to be our new segment where we follow the show and the um, the actors from the show. And we can give you some updates and news. And we're if some of them are a little spoilery or have the possibility for people to think they're spoilery, we'll warn you ahead of time so you can fast forward through it. Then you don't have to hear it. So the first one, I guess you could definitely say is a little bit spoilery. And I got it from TV Guide, my favorite columnist, Michael Osiello. And there was a question posed to him. And it, the... This question is from Karen, and it says, We just watched the season finale of Numbers and found out that Colby, Dylan Bruno, was a spy. Do you have info on what's going on with Dylan Bruno? Is he really off the show? And that's from Karen. And this is what Michael Asiello tells us. He says, Nah, per executive producer, Sheila Hutton, how do you say it? I don't know. Someone can tell me how to say it later. But we have Dylan in front of me, so. Yeah, well. So, Dylan Bruno is not leaving the show. He will be back next season as a regular character. Fans will have to tune in next season to find out how Colby Granger's arrest for espionage is going to play out. The lady confirms that new mama Diane Farr will also be back full-time next season. Meanwhile, if fans thought the, episode of, uh, the final episode of season 3 was big, wait until sub- September, she teases. The season 4 opener is even bigger. That just makes me really wow. excited. Yeah, you know, I've been thinking about it, and Colby's one of my favorite characters, and I was very betrayed after I pulled for him the last time he was under suspicion. And I've been sitting around thinking about that, the different possibilities. Yeah, I definitely, I blogged about it on my um, TV Guide blog, and a lot of the comments I got back, people were like, what if he's a triple agent? I was like, "That, that is too much for me to even... No, 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 no. Guess at but you know we know. Ne- we don't know what's going to happen we don't know i think he what was trying to store. infiltrate before i think he's a single agent and i think he's undercover so undercover yeah. that nobody in his own squad could know that i would hope so cuz i think that'd be a really interesting storyline yeah that would be kind of that, that would be... restore my faith in colby and i wouldn't have to hate him yes but i guess we have a really long time to wait instead yeah, so, right. yeah. The next bit of news I have is concerning David Crumholtz. And um, he has landed two roles in a pair of big screen comedies. And they're, they're a little... I, I don't know what to think of them. Uh, this first one <laughs> yeah. is called... It's it's called Attorneys at Raw. And <laughs> it says he he writes in it as well. But he is going to be a lawyer slash aspiring rapper. And I was... I'm I, not going to comment. <laughs> I think that's just the most bizarre thing in the world. You know, maybe it will be funny. I'm not sure if these are indie movies, though, or not. Or if you're actually going to yeah. get to see them. Yeah, and then we'll he's also... Bars open yeah, for that one. You're going to... There's a good chance that they are going to be quite hard to find in your city. But then we also have Walk Hard, the John C. Riley fronted Walk the Line send-up. I don't really know what that means. So that's just the other movie. It's called Walk Hard. And it's I guess it's another comedy as well. Okay. Except for that 
Yeah, that really doesn't give us anything to go off of. And then this other piece of news is old news, but I just thought it was kind of fascinating. Diane Farr and her husband, Song Chung, had their son a while ago, obviously, because we missed her for a number of episodes. And they named him, like, it's Beckett Manchuso, I think? Manchuso is what it looks like. But um, he's named after... He, I don't know. He, he's named after the poet Samuel Beckett. And so I just thought, if you didn't know, <laughs> get on the train. But <laughs> if you didn't know, there you have it. There you go. Well, and celebrity baby names are all interesting. It's be- way better than Apple. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was just thinking. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And so the last piece of news, which is pretty exciting, except for it is also a long time to wait. And it's that we have a tentative release date for the numbers three uh, season three DVD. And the planned release date is September 18, but I got this on TV shows on DVD dot com and I'll have a link in the show notes for you so you guys can all check it out because they also included uh, cover art that the studio plans to use on this release and it's pretty cool it's red if you've seen the other ones it looks kind of similar except for it's red and I just think it looks really cool so if you click on the link in the show notes you'll get to see what it looks like but um, this website says that the info has not been confirmed or finalized by the studio so the cover art could change as well as the release date but September 18th, is, I'm assuming, is the earliest. Yeah. Because that's really when DVDs start coming out. Yeah. So, that's all the news we have for you today. Um, it's a little slow because it is the summer, so not as much is going on. But you can expect that we will be looking for the news and we will be reporting it to you. So, that's all we have for you today. But be sure to tune in again and we'll have a new episode coming out within the next week or two. And hopefully it'll be sooner rather than later, but we're not really sure what's going on at the moment since it is summer and Numbers is on a hiatus and all that. So until then, I hope that you will all try and send in some of your feedback. And so I'm going to give you a couple ways to do that. I did mention earlier, I believe, that we have a new um, we have a new email address. And you can still send so, um, your emails to jlgpodcasting at gmail.com. But we have a new email address, which is jlgnumberspodcast at gmail.com. And numbers, of course, is um, N-U-M-B-3-R-S. Right? I said that right? Um, like the show and like you see it so often. So um, go, like, send in your comments and your, um, just your emails, whatever you want to say. We're willing to – I'll read everything. We'll both probably read everything. And we'll see how that goes. And then – also, if you want to send voice comments, you can record it yourself if you have a microphone and the software to do so, and then send it to me to those email addresses. Um, or you can send us an audio because on our blog, which is jlg-numbers.blogspot.com, numbers again with the three, um, you can send an audio that way. There's a button in the upper right-hand corner. Um, so definitely, definitely try that out. But uh, So that's our show for you today, and... Come back again, I guess. All right, bye.